Hello everyone, this is Sister Mercy with another episode of Spiritual Conversation with Sister Mercy. Today, the title of our episode this night is um, Proclaim and Decree the Word of God. The saints of God have been given the task of proclaiming and decreeing God's judgment which is written in his word. Psalm 149 from verse 5 to 9 tells us, Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praise of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters, with fetters of iron, to execute on them the written judgment, this honor of all his saints, praise the Lord. So who are the kings and nobles spoken about in this psalm? These are the demonic principalities and powers with wicked spirits ruling over nations blinding the eyes of the people in those nations. The Lord has given the saints, his believers, the honor of binding these demonic kings with chains. When they decree and proclaim the written judgment of God found in his word, the Lord's angels bind these demonic kings with chains. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, Paul talks about how we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. You know, a few years ago, as I was praying, the Lord showed me a vision. In this vision, he showed me four demonic principalities, demonic kings, they were strategically sat in their thrones at the four axes of the earth, that is the north, the east, the west and the south, and the earth was just rotating underneath them. They had their eyes fixed on the activities on the earth. These demonic kings controlled the activities of their own geographical area on earth in the area where they control. The Lord have given the saints the honor of executing his judgment on these demonic kings, binding them and stopping the activities on earth, thereby creating a portal for the blessings of the Lord to flow to all the corners of the earth. The saints spoken of here are all true dedicated believers people who have the fear of God in them, who tremble at the sound of the word of God, but are totally committed to it. God has so much for us. Our problem as Christians, we are so far from understanding all God has made available to us, not to mention all he also expects from us. The most important thing we need to understand, we do not make the judgment. We find the judgment in the written word of God, 
Our role is to execute it. God has already made his judgment because it's his judgment, his commandments, his principles, his statutes. That is what rules. That is how he, that is the law he uses to rule the spiritual realm and the earth. As I explained in my previous episode, things that happen on this earth have already happened in the spiritual realm. And if we are able to control what happens in the spiritual realm before it manifests on this earth, a lot of the darkness we see on this earth will be controlled. But because the people of God, we do not know how to execute the judgment of God. Therefore, we allow Satan to continue to run rampant in people's lives. Okay, so how do we use God's words to execute his judgment. We do it by proclaiming and decreeing the word of God, the judgments that are written in his word. We simply proclaim them. We are the heralds. We stand and we decree the word and judgment of God. In Isaiah chapter 55 from verse 10 to 11, I will read. It says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. So what the the Lord is saying in this scripture is that when we decree and proclaim his words, his words will not return to him void, meaning that whatever we decree, wherever we decree his word, whatever situation we decree his words, that word will accomplish what he had sent to do in that situation. Okay, so what we need to do, we need to take the written word of God, his judgment, his commandments, his principles, and stretch it out in any situation where the authority of God is needed. One of the most effective ways to release the power of God into a situation is by proclaiming it in faith and under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Remember, that the word must go with the spirit. When the Holy Spirit of God propels his word from our mouth, we can release it into a situation and those words have all the authority of the almighty God in that situation. An example of a servant of God delivering the judgment of God on a nation is the story of Elijah. God wanted Israel to remember his word and do them. God pronounced what will happen if they failed to keep his commandments. He pronounced judgment on the people and the land. When we sin, the land in which we stand becomes cursed. God gives the judgment and his servants execute that judgment through prayer. This is exactly what Elijah did. In 1 Kings chapter 16, God sent Elijah to Ahab to pronounce the judgment God gave to Israel through Moses. This is the judgment. 
I will read. It says, take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. Lest the Lord's anger be aroused against you and he shut up the heavens so that there be no rain and the land yield no produce and you perish quickly from the good land which the Lord is giving you. This is Deuteronomy 11, verse 16 to 17. So when Israel fell into idolatrous worship, God sent Elijah to King Ahab to deliver his judgment on Israel. And this is the judgment. As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall be no dew nor rain this year except at my word. That's 1 King chapter 17 verse 1. Elijah stood in the courtrooms of heaven and delivered God's judgment on Israel. That is, his spirit stood in the courtrooms of heaven. Elijah was a faithful servant of the Lord. Elijah was led by the Spirit of God. Elijah was obedient to God's commandment. So, as saints of the Most High God, whom he has given the honor of delivering his written judgment against the demonic principalities and powers operating against the plans and purposes of God on this earth, we should always approach God in prayer with a repentant and a contrite heart. We should always ask the Holy Spirit to shine his light in all the darkness, all the darkened areas of our life. One of the works of the Holy Spirit is to convict us of sin. John 16 verse 8 says, And when he has come, he will convict the word of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. The scriptures has made us to understand that we do not always know all our sins. This is the reason we should always ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us any area of our lives where we have fallen short of the glory of God. Psalm 19 verse 12 to 13 which reads, Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins, that is, deliberate sin, something you know is sinful, but still you went and did it. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgressions. Okay. If we want God to use us to execute his judgment upon the activities of the kingdom of darkness in people's lives, it is our responsibility to ensure we keep away from any form of sin. It is our responsibility to live a holy life. This is the reason we should always approach the throne room of God with an open heart, a repentant and a contrite spirit. We should always be quick and ready to repent of any sin the Holy Spirit convicts us of in our conscious mind. You know, I'm just going to share something the Lord showed me some time ago. There was a time when I was praying. I found my spirit in the courtroom of heaven in front of the throne of the Lord. The court was in session. I sat 
on a chair to observe what was going on. I think the Lord gave me this vision just to see how the enemy accuses us. So at the same time, as I was um, observing what was going on in the courtroom, at the same time, I was also able to discern a man praying on earth. As he was praying, I heard and saw Satan standing before the throne, telling the Lord, you cannot answer this man's prayers. Satan started to recount the sins this man has committed, but has not repented of any of them. All I could hear from this man down on earth was, I bind this spirit and I bind this spirit. Okay, There was no element or any sign of repentance coming from him. I looked at the Lord, his face, from the expression on his face, you could see his desire was to answer this man's prayers. But he couldn't because of the accusation Satan was bringing against this man. The sins which he has not repented of. That day I learned a very valuable lesson on prayer and the importance of repentance. The reason we do not see, you know, answers to our prayers, it is not because God does not want to answer our prayers. Most of the time, it is because our sin is preventing him from answering our prayers. You know, in Psalm 24, verse 3 to 5, tells us, Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Hallelujah. Okay. The Lord is looking for a holy people that he can use to proclaim his written judgment upon the principalities and powers that are blinding the eyes of the people in the nations of the world, preventing his gospel from going forth in all the nations. Are you prepared to die to self and pick up your cross and join the Lord's army? Only you can answer this question. There's something else I would like to share. In 2019, the Lord kept waking me up at 3 a.m. to pray. He gave me a total of 22 prayer points, which he called prophetic prayer points. He said I should pray these prayer points as often as possible. These were the things that were weighing heavily on his heart. Okay, So out of that 22 prayer points, majority of the prayer points the Lord gave me is centered around love and unity in his church, his body. For example, one of the prayer points I received, this one I received it on the 25th of October 2019. And it says, pray that my children will come to the knowledge that repentance is the key to godliness and holiness. They should live a life of repentance because nobody can identify all their errors all the time. So have a repentant heart every time they approach me in prayer. Humble spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, I will not despise. And then the following day, 26th of October, 2019, he gave me this one. This was the prayer point he gave me. So. He says, 
I am going to pour my spirit in my body when there is holiness, love, and unity in my body. Pray for holiness in my body amongst my children. I want my children to be holy because I am holy. Holiness, holiness is what I long for. Okay, This is what the Lord desires. His children to have a repentant heart, to live a holy life. Let's um, read this um, um, verse from this chapter from um, Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. I will read from verse 1 to 9. This is about living a holy life. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 1. And it states, Imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his children, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as a people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Hallelujah. So this is what the Lord is asking for, you know, and because we live in a, a fallen world, the devil will come with his temptation. But God has also made a way out for us, okay? Because in 1 John chapter 1, verse, verse 9, it says, But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Okay. So even if we do sin, the Lord is there to forgive us. So what the Lord is asking for is a heart of repentance. When you have a heart of repentance, it's the road to humility because you're acknowledging that you are a sinful person. Everybody is sin. Everybody has sinned because the Bible tells us that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Nobody's perfect. But as long as we acknowledge our sin, that's where the issue is. We need to acknowledge that we have sinned and we have fallen short of the glory of God. But the grace of God opens a door for us to repent. And once you have sincerely repented, the Lord is always there to forgive us and, you know, to live a holy life. This is what he's asking for. 
because you cannot have sin in your life and you're fighting the kingdom of darkness. No, the devil will just laugh at you. Just like what Jesus said, that the, you know, that the ruler of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me. So if you're there fighting demonic forces and they have something in you, they are going to tap into that sin that you have in you and your prayers won't be going anywhere. It will not be going anywhere. I've just shared what the Lord showed me in a vision about a man praying, but he was he had sin in his life and the enemy was standing right in front of God's throne accusing this man. Okay, Just like what um, the book of Revelation said to us, that he's the accuser of the brethren. He's always there accusing us day and night. Okay, So we need to be mindful of the things we do. And if we do fall into temptation, the door is open for us to repent. And the Lord is always ready and willing to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right, that's what I wanted to share tonight in today's episode. I pray that this will bless you. I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will use this session, this um, testimony to minister to you. And I pray that you will start seeking the Lord sincerely with a pure and a true heart. Because he said, if you seek me diligently, you know, I will reveal myself to you. The Lord is looking for people who are sincere in the worship of him. Not just saying that you're a Christian with your mouth, but your heart is full of darkness and is full of things that the enemy can use against you. you know?